Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, today with my co-host, Jordan. Today, to go over the entire, you know, Broncos coaching staff that Sean Payne has brought in here for 2023 and beyond. Super excited for this episode. Did a lot of homework and research for all these brand new hires that Sean Payton has made here. Um, Obviously, still a few more hires to go. Um, I know in uh, Sean Payton's... um, you know, press conference, his first uh, combine press conference as the combines, you know, starting off this week. He, uh, he talked about how he still needs to make uh, one more hire on the offensive side of the ball with, uh, you know, offensive assistant or offensive quality control. And then defensive side of the ball, um, he still needs to hire, I think, about two more people, maybe three. Um, I know he still hasn't hired a secondary, um, you know, passing game coordinator, um, you know, the role that um, Evero had in uh um, Los Angeles before we brought him in here for DC. So um, still a few more hires to be made there, but we're going to go over all the major hires today. So if you guys want to get smart about the Broncos coaching staff this year, know everything from top to bottom about all these hires and just have the most knowledge, um, you guys are at the right place, the right time right now. Um, so with that being said, um, Jordan, how, how are you doing before we jump in this one? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just, you know, Having a good week so far, you know, just ready to talk That's about good. Broncos and his coaching staff. I've been good though, man. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So super, super excited to jump into all this and more. We're gonna go ahead and start off with the bit, obviously the most obvious hire um that we got so pumped about this offseason. Um, the one and only head coach, Sean Payton, the guy who is you know, essentially assembled this entire coaching staff. Um, so obviously today, as you guys could tell from the title of the episode, we're going to be grading all these hires. So it's going to be, you know, a, a plus B minus B plus, whatever it is, however we think of the hires. So just a disclaimer, before we jump into all these grades, we're basing this off of how the coach themselves has coached in the past and just overall, like I know, uh, you got, as you guys, some of you, some of you guys know, Chris Banjo and uh, Davis Webb, they never coached a day in their lives. So we're just gonna have to go simply, we're just gonna have to go simply based off of how they have like been as a coach, like as a player. So we're not going to be basing this off of potential or how good they could be for the Broncos down the road. We're basing this off of fit scheme, fit for the Broncos and what we've seen from them and what we think of them as a coach. That's how we're going to grade these hires. Um, so yeah, just a disclaimer there before we go ahead and start off all our grades. Um, you know, a lot of these grades you guys are going to see a little, I went a little bit, um, I wouldn't say harsh, but I, you know, this is, these are going to be really, you know, realistic for me and Jordan, um, and what mm-hmm. we think of these hires. So, uh, Sean Payton, we're going to go ahead and give our thoughts and then our grade afterwards. So Sean Payton, obviously incredible hire from top to bottom. Um, uh, we've, you know, we have a whole entire episode out for this, you know, if you guys want to check that out of us reacting to Sean Payton hire and breaking down his entire offense on the channel, um, and on Spotify podcast as well. So yeah, Sean Payton, I think it, uh, you know, and all of it, his resume and everything speaks for itself. Sean Payton is an incredible hire from top to bottom. It's an easy a plus for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, from the start with Sean Payton, you know, we love this, you know, we, I, I, I wanted Sean Payton even before we got Nathaniel Hackett, that was like kind of my dream hire. I never thought he would actually be the head coach of the Broncos, but, um, you know, it's kind of something that me and you talked about for a while that, you know, we just really wanted, you know, him as the head coach over kind of anybody. It was really him mm-hmm. and Harbaugh once all those reports came out. Of course, I'm going to give it an A+. I think the trade was definitely worth it. I yeah. think, you know, you know, starting the next season, we're going to have every single pick besides our second-round pick. So all of the talk about Broncos don't have picks, it's kind of, you know, that's just very misleading. But I'm going to give mm-hmm. it an A+. I think you go out and get Sean Payton. Now it's not just really all about Russell Wilson. I mean, in this moment it is, but I'm saying in terms of like Broncos in the future, it's about, you know, Sean Payton and we're going to be contending and 
it's, it's gonna be fun man definitely an a plus though yeah i mean his track record speaks for itself and you go and trade for a guy for a reason you don't just you know trade for a guy that doesn't have an incredible um you know track record of success in the league especially at the head coach spot so yeah that's a uh, great for our head coach sean payton let's go ahead and jump in all the assistants and coordinators um first a uh, guy that we still have not talked about since he was uh, hired a little bit ago, um, a few days ago, offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, um, who spent time with the Chargers. Um, obviously, just a quick little background. He uh, um, he started coaching at, as a, in the NFL as a defensive assistant for Atlanta um, before Sean Payton eventually brought him to New Orleans as, as, as an offensive <laughs> assistant um, as well. Um, you know, and got promoted to quarterbacks coach in the twenty nine or two thousand nine season when the Saints won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, so something that a lot not a lot of people know is Joe Lombardi actually started coaching as a defensive assistant in the NFL as a defensive guy. So, he eventually became an offensive guy when Sean Payton brought him in uh, New Orleans. He got his promotion to quarterbacks coach. Uh, he was never the OC in New Orleans. He didn't get the opportunity until um, he was with the, the the Detroit Lions um, before eventually going to the Chargers. But um, I think I think a lot of people kind of hate on Joe Lombardi a little bit too much. I I, I want to kind of get your thoughts on this. Um, I think he's going to bring in this hire itself. He's going to bring a lot of knowledge of what the Chargers run offensively and what they're going to be running defensively in their system. It's going to benefit the Broncos. Yeah, um, I like it in that aspect. You know, he can bring some intel to us and everything like that. As far as like hiring him for the OC, um, I kind of have really mixed feelings about it. You know, um, I watch the Chargers very closely. And I will say that I'm I wasn't the big Joe Lombardi, you know, if I'm saying fan and everything like that. I didn't really like what he did. I mean, if you look at his track record outside of the stint with the Saints, every time he got, you know, an offensive coordinator gig, he was fired with the Lions like in the middle of the season. Um you know, right after they hired him in 2014, then he went back to the Saints, who was there for four years. Then finally he gets the Chargers gig, and then he's fired, like, you know what I'm saying, after a disappointing season this year, you know, the playoff debacle and everything like that. I mean, I think he'll be okay because he's going back with Sean Payton, but in terms of, yeah. like, you know, us hiring him as our OC, I feel like we could have hired someone better, but I just think, you know, it's a it's a business. You know, relationships matter, and I think that's where Sean Payton went. You know, he wants the guy sitting next to him, a guy that he's worked with closely over the years. But, I mean, just me speaking, I feel like we could have went somewhere different. You know, if I had to grade bringing Joe Lombardi on the staff, just me personally, I'll do like a C- minus because I'm not that really mm -hmm. big. I'm, I'm not that high on him, really. I mean, he just – I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I grew. I mean, a lot of my family is Charger fans, so it's, it's I know all about Joe Lombardi. I don't. I, we'll see. No, yeah, he. Uh, when you you look at what he's done, you know, without Sean Payton, you just can't find much success at all. Um, I mean, it, it's just proven by you know what he's produced. You know, without Sean Payton, so Sean Payton obviously is a big help to him. Um, I guess they have a really good relationship because Sean Payton's doing a really, really big favor by letting him, you know, become an OC again. Yeah. After what we saw, um, you know, obviously you can speculate on what you know really went down, you know, there in you know Los Angeles, but we do know that he is not a really a good offensive play caller. Granted, he's not going to be the play call, you know, calling plays here in Denver. Um. You know, but he does bring a lot to the table in terms of, you know, what he's going to do in the, you know, game planning in the rooms with the quarterbacks and just the offense in general with uh, the coaches um, involved. Um, Drew Brees called him an intelligent and innovative game planner. Um, but, yeah, his big his biggest con for sure is call is play calling. Um, 
he obviously got fired as a Lions OC after 23 games yeah. coaching them in 2014, 2015. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing, um, I'm going to give this hire a B minus actually. I, mm -hmm. I like it a lot for what he's going to do for the division games for the Broncos. Those are obviously the biggest games for the Broncos all season. That's something that they have struggled with big time the last few years is those divisional games. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with that aspect. I mean, he's gonna you know kind of expose a lot of what the Chargers do, and I'm a you know that that's gonna be awesome. But just I just hope he doesn't have too much input on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, especially after just what we see yeah, yeah. him being as an OC, it just it hasn't turned out really good. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, the, their offenses were like top 10, top 15 in a lot of categories last few seasons for the Chargers. I know last season as well. Um, they really melted down those last few games. Um, I really, really think Brandon Staley deserved just as much blame. I don't understand yeah, why. He, of course. He, he was like, he, I mean, him and the, uh, I can't remember their, I believe it was Shane Day, the quarterback's coach, pass game coordinator there. He got fired as well. And it was just kind of, those are two, like the two of the, the fault guys who yeah. kind of took the blame there. And I know there was an absolute meltdown those last, I know they completely, you know, terrible against the Broncos their last game. And then the Jaguars game speaks a lot for itself. It's a horrible offensive second half, but yeah, it, just unbelievable that you know kind of brandon staley didn't really take much blame for that when their defense was a lot more underperforming than what their offense was last year i feel like i feel like he gets just a little bit too much blame there in los angeles and kind of you know people put the clown nose on him a lot more than brandon yeah. staley yeah no no definitely i agree i mean especially like you know the offseason they had i'm thinking you know that i thought the chargers were gonna be crazy i'm not gonna lie they had they um Khalil Mack, Sebastian Joseph Day, Kyle Van Noy, Bryce Callahan, um, J.C. Jackson. You know, I'm thinking like I'm thinking they're gonna come in there and go crazy, but that wasn't the case. You know, their defense is very inconsistent. I mean, their offense is inconsistent too, but a lot, a lot of that yeah. injuries and things like that. But I just think you know, of course, he's gonna be the fall guy. It seems like it, every time a team you know loses and it's like kind of mixed in the middle between offense and defense, they always let go of the offensive coordinator. That's just that's what it is. So yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. Yeah, and you brought up injuries. I mean, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsley, Trey Pipkins. The injuries were just nonstop for them. I, I saw undrafted players starting at tackle for them. So, yeah, it DeAndre that, Carter that, had like a thousand yards almost, too. That was crazy. He, he's a beast, though. I like, yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, he is. He is, yeah. But yeah, it, you gotta you gotta take that into consideration. I mean, we look at the Broncos and we're like, yeah, a lot of the offensive, you know, um, lack of success was not only because of Nathaniel Hack and the play calling, but the injuries, the everlasting injuries. So, I mean, you gotta take a look at that, and that's kind of why I give Joe Lombardi a B minus. Okay. Yeah, so I want to go ahead and uh, jump into our next. Uh, we're staying on kind of the offensive side of the ball. We'll jump into the defense later. I know a lot of you guys have been, you know, wanting to get our reactions to the Vance Joseph hire. We'll talk about that later in the episode. Um, quarterbacks coach, we have Davis Webb. This hire, man, what an interesting hire. I don't think anybody saw this coming. This is a hire where um, after the Giants uh, actually kept – and retained um, Mike Kafka for the um, the uh, OC position. Um, Davis Webb, he kind of wanted to, you know, be the maybe the quarterbacks coach there. Um, after the, he got that news, he uh, ended up deciding that he wants to pursue a coaching career and become a quarterbacks coach elsewhere. And him and Sean Payton actually really don't have that much of a relationship. But um, you know, Sean Payton was saying in his combine press conference a few days ago. 
um, that, you know, basically he got a lot of recommendations from people around the league and executives that Davis Webb deserves an opportunity, you know, you know, right out of, you know, co uh, playing in the NFL. Um, this is a guy that just multiple players have raved about um, his coaching abilities on the field and on the practice field. Um, Brian Dable referred to him as the best teammate he has ever seen. Keep in mind, Dable has been coaching the NFL for 20 years and was even part of Nick Saban's staffs at Alabama and Michigan State. So that is a pretty damn insane thing to say about a player he's the best teammate he's ever seen it, it, that, that's unbelievable and you know just multiple players obviously like i said have raved about his coaching style his ability to be a great voice for franchise quarterbacks like josh allen eli manning um and then obviously daniel jones not in my opinion not a franchise quarterback but he had he was a big you know help with uh mike kafka and brian dable and helping daniel jones have the year that he's having i mean you know we're hearing about daniel jones asking for 45 million a year and that's because you know davis webb had him made him look like a common quarterback last year you know Boy, with those mercy. coaches so yeah it, it's just this davis webb you know i this hire i love it um, he's a young, modern mind that is fresh to the game. He's going to bring a lot of balance to an already heavily experienced coaching staff here in Denver. I'm giving this one an A minus. I love this hire. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give it an A. You know, I love the player mm -hmm. coach. You know, like I love the player coaches. You know, and I think that's what Denver yeah. really needed more and more. You know, is getting a new culture, getting guys that's played the game and that can relate to the players. And I think this was just you know because I, I was kind of on the fence about it a little bit at first. I liked it, but I was like, eh, Davis Webb. But then you know you you start hearing reports coming out about how good of a you know teammate he was and how he deserves his chance and everything like that. So I gave it an A. I mean, you just need players you know what i'm saying that can relate to you know the players on love the team it. and just and just have actual football knowledge so i mean honestly i loved it i'm not gonna lie every i'm gonna say every player um you know a player hire we did you know that's for the coaching staff i loved it i'm not gonna lie but yeah davis webb I, i'll give yeah. it an a yeah, that's something that me and you have been definitely on the same page with, you know, these hires. And we I, I just love the former players. It's like yes. when you talk about when you talk about experience with coaches, coaching, people think like they have 20 plus years of coaching. When I think of experience, I think of guys that went on the field and experienced those hard fought, you know, tears and bloodshed tears and everything that they gave to the game of football and that experience, you learn so much more from being in those moments rather than, you know, being on the sidelines or in the, in the rooms, you know, game planning for games. I think I value that experience, that player experience over these coaches that have been, you know, in the NFL coaching so long, no discredit or disrespect to them, but I just think these, you know, these former players that have so much, you know, raving, you know, um, ratings from, you know, former uh, coaches and players, you know, like Eli Manning and all these guys, you know, talking about how how well they applied their knowledge you know in helping them in their game even though he's much younger and you know davis webb everybody we're hearing you know is russell wilson going to commit to the 28 year old davis webb even though he's 34 i i think this is just a this is more of you know people you know trying to say what they want about russ i think russ is going to buy into what sean payton's wanting to do and obviously sean payton sees something in davis webb i think a lot of broncos country sees you know a lot in davis webb so i think russell wilson will buy into this one so the only thing that's just pre preventing me from giving him an a or an a plus is the fact that he has zero experience coaching but at the same time he does kind of have experience coaching by playing in the nfl and what we've seen from him so yeah i i just love this hire yeah i mean and just to you know double on what you said um 
you know, it's kind of it's really strange. Like, um, I watched the game that they played, um, Philly in New York, and yeah. I think the game he started, whatever. He didn't have. I mean, of course, he didn't like do anything crazy, but like he didn't really. He didn't turn the ball over. He didn't really make that much mistakes. And I was like, Davis Webb actually. I was like, I was surprised. I mean, it was a close game. I think I don't even think Jalen Hurst played. No, no, Jalen Hurst did play. It was a game they played Philly in the regular season. Well, I mean, I love it, but I don't think people, you know, trying to say, man, how Russ gonna feel taking, you know. They calling and that, you know, all this is stuff and stuff from, a, you know, Davis Webb. And I'm like, man, Russ a good teammate. I don't think any of that is going to play a factor into anything. Yeah, he's a good teammate. Um, the next one, we already kind of talked about this as well a few weeks ago. This is one of the first hires Sean Payton made on his staff and was announced to the media, at least, was a offensive lineman coach, Zach Streif, um, someone who I, I, I love a lot. Uh, I love this hire a lot. Um, he played 11 years for Sean Payton in New Orleans. He was his assistant offensive lineman coach um, in Payton's last year for the New Orleans Saints in 2021 before he stepped away. Uh, he was even their assistant offensive line coach last year. Um, he, he's been around the game a long time and around Sean Payton's, uh, you know, um, st- you know, scheme for a long time. This is just a, a hire that makes too much sense. Um, another coach, another player that's uh, another former player that's making that kind of immediate transition to coaching, and he's going to find some <laughs> continuity with Sean Payton here, um, in Denver. Um, he, I, I just love this hire from top to bottom. You know, him, Sean Payton, the coaches that he brought in, they share a lot of this, you know, similar philosophies and what he wants to run here in Denver. Um, you know, he's coached a lot of elite offensive lines in New Orleans. Um, I'm actually giving this high, this higher, a bit, uh, a big, you know, a better grade than Davis. Webb. I'm giving it an A. I'm gonna give it an A plus. I think, um, us letting go Mike Munchak those years ago. And, you know, I think it was the, but last offseason, we let him walk or something like that. I didn't yeah. like that at all. I felt like we should have kept him. And then we brought in some guy and, but I think finally we finally replaced him. You know, it's about that time. I think Zach Street was an excellent hire. I mean, you're talking about a player coach. I mean, he was a damn good offensive lineman when he played too. Had success in New Orleans. You look at all of the tackles that, you know, come out of New Orleans and offensive line wasn't terrible. I mean, you look at Ryan Ramsey's development. I think that that speaks volumes, you know, so I'm I'm all with it, man. Him coming over because we need more discipline. All those false starts, all them holding penalties, all that's got to stop. And I think Zach Street is just the perfect guy because he didn't really get a lot of penalties his whole career. So I'm, I'm giving this an A plus. Yeah, I think if there's any question, and this is kind of what's preventing me from giving me an A plus, I think there's if there's any question about Zach Streep is the fact that they've drafted multiple first round picks, and it's kind of like you have a lot of talent on that offensive line in New Orleans. So it's kind of like how much work really has Zach Streep had to do, um, you know, coaching there in New Orleans. Um, I think that. I don't think it has that much to do with it. I think that you still need to have those guys. It's all of us aligned, so they still need to come in and transition well and fit in the scheme and know what they're doing. Because a lot of times those offensive linemen just come in there and they just, you know, they they play a little scared. Or, you know, it's in the pros. They get a little rusty. But I honestly think that Zach Street is fine. I, I really do because mm-hmm. it, it's not a lot of, you know, you need you need a guy that's going to come in there and just can, and knows what, he doing, knows what he's doing with him. Because whoever we had last year, I don't know. I'm not with it at all. So I love this hire. All right. We got a wide receivers coach, um, Kieri Colbert. Yes. Um, he played college at, yeah, this, this one, another guy who hasn't, um, you know, been really with Sean Payton, but I like that Sean Payton isn't just getting his guys. I like that. He's kind of, you know, scooping and kind of getting everything from here and there. and doesn't necessarily have to be former New Orleans guys. And that's kind of something I feared early in the process. I didn't want him to just bring his, you know, his 
I wouldn't say best buddies, but just the guys that he's worked with in New Orleans. So this is a guy that he kind of brought from somewhere else. Um, obviously, wide receivers coach. Um, he played college at USC where he was the all-time leader in receptions at the time. Um, he played for a handful of teams in the NFL, most notably um, with the Panthers from 2004 to 2007. Um, he's actually the Bron- a Broncos wide receiver in 2008. Yeah. Um, he uh, he just brings plenty of another guy with plenty of former player experience to a wide receiver room in Denver that needs better coaching. I mean, you look at the back half of the uh, depth chart for the Broncos wide receiver room. It just they never really seem to be able to get much separation at all. And, you know, obviously those guys, a lot of those guys are undrafted um, and it takes time to develop those guys. Uh, but I just I wasn't really too, um, you know satisfied with what we had you know in that back half of the depth chart and even like guys like Cortland Sutton the veterans I feel like they could use better coaching you know later in these you know past few years of their career um so I I like this hire um you know I was I'm kind of I'm in between giving him a B or a B plus. I'm going to go a B plus. Um, he's coached players like Amon Ross St. Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Pittman Jr., and Drake London. And obviously all those guys are like early round players. I mean, I know London was one of the first wide receivers taken. I believe the first taken. Michael Pittman Jr. went in the second. Juju Smith-Schuster, um, I can't remember where he went, but I know he, he was third. Uh, I think it was third. third. Yeah, so he he produces really good talent. And obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown, one of the best you know wide receivers and fantasy wide receivers last year, even though he missed a few uh, games. So obviously, uh, those some really good talent uh, that you know Kerry Colbert's brought into the NFL. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to get this an A minus. I really liked it. I think you know he was you know he's a he was a decent receiver when he played. I mean, he was a second round pick. Um, I'm looking at his coaching career. He was an offensive uh, analyst at Bama. Um, mm-hmm. 2014, 2015, when they won those two championships. Then he was, a, you know, he became a tight ends coach at USC, Florida, and everything like that. I, I don't know if it was just me, but like, I really liked it. I think that we need a guy that's going to come in, like, just, you know what I'm saying? Same thing we've been saying that can relate to the players and come in and make, you know, help them. And like, like you said, to the second back half of the season, like, you know, help the guys that's got to come in and step up. Cause I feel like guys, like, you know, last season, like guys like Brandon Johnson who came in, who had to come in, you know, on the short week. I feel like having a coach like Kerry Colbert, he can actually come in and help that adjustment and make him more ready on game days than, you know, us not giving him a target and, you know, him not really having much confidence. Yeah, this is uh, obviously – those those USC guys, they know how to play football. They and especially wide receiver. USC always because you know consistently produces great wide receivers. So yeah. um that that's something I, I certainly like from uh Colbert here. Um moving on to tight ends coach. Um Declan Doyle, a guy we're going back to another guy that has experience with Sean Payton in New Orleans. Um he was a four-year offensive assistant for the Saints. Um he was actually the tight ends coach at the senior bowl three weeks ago. Um, with the Saints before he got the news that he was going to be um, or the opportunity that he's going to be joining Sean Payton's staff here. Um, so this is the first year that uh, Declan Doyle is going to be coaching something other than uh, being an offensive assistant. So he's going to be officially a tight ends coach. Um, he was known for, uh, you know, really being instrumental in assisting with the tight ends there in New Orleans. Sean, pa- you know, Sean Payton and, you know, noticed it in practices and meetings that he kind of specialized in the tight ends and really helped with the growth and development in that room. Um, so he's making him the tight ends coach here. Um, obviously, like I said, the senior bowl tight ends coach three weeks ago, that, that, you know, that's important. You know, he he already has, you know, experience with those guys that are coming into the draft. Um, so overall this hire, um, he just, he's a very young guy. Um, I haven't really seen enough from him yet. 
Um, and, you know, we, this is another guy. You don't really know what you're going to expect from him yet. Um, I'm actually going to give Declan Doyle a C plus. Um, I, the Saints tight, end, Saints tight ends there. I don't know really know much I've seen from them in the last few years. So I'm going to go ahead and give the Declan Doyle a C plus. Yeah, I was gonna give him the same grade. I, I this was the guy thing me, that uh, me and you were talking about for the OC that the Broncos might actually would have probably hired him for the OC. But I mean, I give it a C plus. It's not really too much to go on. Um, I was surprised we got him for the tight ends coach. I mean, I think he was office assistant with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Saints tight ends, I mean, they're they're pretty good. Jawan Johnson was just a guy, you know, that's kind of progressing yeah. and everything like that. But I think, you know, you never know. I mean, him and Greg Dolce could hit it off, and, you know, he could have a lot to do with his development. I mean, I think the biggest project going to be at that position is obviously going to be Albert O and what we're going to do with him. So um, yeah. I'm going to give it a C-plus for now, but we'll just have to see. I mean, he's a young mind. You never know. He he, he could get, he could get those guys going and hopefully turn around um, Albert O and keep Greg Dolce moving. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks are around him, and you know I'm not doubting him at all. Uh, he is he is very young. I'm pretty sure he's around like his late 30s, early 40s. So he's a really really young guy. Yeah. So next, I want to go ahead and talk. You know, staying on the offensive side of the ball, a lot of uh, offensive you know hires, obviously with uh, Nathaniel Hackett's full staff um, parting ways. Um, pass game coordinator John Morton. Um, he was actually the senior offensive assistant for the Lions last year, um, you know, mainly assisting with the passing game. Um, the Lions offense threw for 4,444 yards in 2022. Pretty damn good, if you ask me. Um, he was also a senior offensive assistant for the Raiders and the New York Jets. He was the New York Jets' offensive coordinator in 2017, as well as a Saints wide receiver coach in 2015 to 2016. So it's been a while since Morton and Sean Payton worked together. I um, assume they've stayed closely in touch about you know potentially reuniting, and here here they are here in Denver. So he's going to be the pass game coordinator for the Broncos. Um, he's actually on the older side. He's going to bring some experience to the Broncos. Um, I you know one thing just going a little bit not, not off topic, but I feel like this coaching staff has such an amazing mold of experience youth and it's just everywhere across the table on offense something last year just so many guys are in their early 40s and you know never been you know coordinators or you know even at their spots of coaches and you know you can say the same thing for the broncos coaches this year where they you know first time tight ends coach first time wide receivers coach but a lot of these guys they just bring you know experiences from all angles and that's what i love about the staff this year and john Morton's definitely going to bring some uh, you know all, you know, experience the opposite side of the ball for the Broncos. Yeah, I gave this um this is strange. So I gave it a B minus, just the, you know, the potential he was with them. I think the year they won the Super Bowl in 06 and um he came back in 2016. Um I gave him a B, I, I gave him a yeah, around like B minus kind of. I think that like you said, the experience thing was kind of huge. You kind of need a mixture of everything, especially if you're gonna go with like a lot of first time head coaches and then you're gonna see a lot of like experienced guys have been in there 15 20 years in coaching so mm-hmm. i liked it i don't really have too much on it um i think you know it's gonna be a mixture between you know him lombardi sean payton and a whole bunch of other guys but yeah. i mean he's worked with sean payton it looks like him and sean payton worked well together so that's why i, I gave it to be honest yeah i'm giving this one a c plus um, I personally, I'm giving it a C plus just because I would rather have got someone else. Um, but you know, I'm not mad at this hire at all. Um, I'm really curious to see what he does here. We're already seeing, I was reading an article last night that he's uh, expected to sprinkle a little bit of in, uh, of what, you know, um, the, what the Lions were actually running last year in their passing game. Obviously the Lions are finding so much success through the air yeah. last year. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what he brings here to Denver. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff was, was going crazy and it, uh, like, crazy. 
one thing that he can bring to him and Sean Payton, Sean Payton bring that I really hope they do is giving the ball to the uh, running back out the backfield. You know, they oh, did yeah. a lot of that with Swift and Reynolds. So I'm hoping that they could just come here in Denver and hopefully implement that. Cause. Oh yeah. And then Payton obviously love to do that with Kamara yeah. there in New Orleans. So I definitely think uh, whoever we get at running back is going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Um, and, you know, speaking of running back, uh, obviously we're hearing about Javante Williams and him potentially missing games for the Broncos 2023. Very upsetting. George Payton says that he should be ready for the start of the season. Um, so we're getting, we're getting mixed reports. If yeah. I had to guess, I would say he's going to be like full full ready to go by like week eight, maybe week 10. Um, it, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be a while. I'm getting I, – I, really? I hate to be that guy. <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but I mean, did you see what he did to his knee, bro? Like he, yeah, I know. he messed his knee up. I'm getting like not Jamal Murray vibes, but like kind of like minor Jamal Murray vibes. Like it, it, that, what, the worst thing he could have possibly done to his knee, he kind of he kind of did it. So it, yeah. it's just really unfortunate. My favorite player, we're gonna have to definitely find a veteran running back and draft one this year. Yeah, um, I would have to say like with Javante, I've my goal has always been like week four through six. That's my timetable that's always been for him. I don't think it's gonna go that yeah. long. I mean, he still is young and he's been rehabbing. I mean, they already said he's jogging. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. The fact that he's already like jogging and up and moving. I mean, I know people um were the running back for UH. He um hurt his knee and they're saying like he's still rehabbing and stuff and he tore his ACL like a long time ago. So I mean, I, I'm 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 just surprised he's jogging. It's a good sign. Crazy. But I, I'm going to go week four through week six. I don't think it's going to drag on that long. I mean, yeah, he blew out his knee, but he's young. So I think he'll come back just a little bit quickly. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be ready by week one. If he is, that's insane. But I would say like week oh, yeah. four, week, week four, week five. Yeah, I think he'll be I think he'll be ready by then. But I, I don't think he's going to start getting a workload till around, you know, week eight, week ten. Um, that, that's just a difficult injury to come, you know, come by. Um and a perfect introduction into our next uh, staff member that we're going over is running backs coach Lou Ayeni, who we actually was one of our last um, hires of the entire coaching staff. Um, he's a, actually a first-time NFL coach; has never coached a NFL team, um, an, you know, in a day in his yeah. life. Um, so, for another first-timer. Um, he was an offensive assistant at Northwestern um, since 2018. He also coached eight years total at Toledo and both Iowa State combined. Um, he's just known for re-energizing running back rooms, getting the most out of his players, producing 1,000-yard seasons, producing you know multiple All-Americans and NFL draft picks. Um, and speaking of, he has a really, really close relationship with Kareem Hunt, who he actually coached mm -hmm. in high school and a year at Toledo in 2013. He actually followed him to Toledo. So they have a really, really close relationship. They developed a great bond. And Kareem Hunt's a free agent this year. So what do you got? What do yeah. you think about this hire? Yeah, uh, when I first saw it, I, I didn't I didn't know who he was. So I went and um, you know, did research on everything like that. I liked it. I mean, um, I think he definitely deserves a chance. I mean, consistent good years over there at Northwestern and everything like that. And um Sean Payton he gave him a chance and I think that mm -hmm. it'll be a good one I, I could definitely see him getting you know moved up higher in the future in the NFL but um mm -hmm. yeah I definitely saw that Kareem Hunt link uh, I can't remember who posted about it but yes like I, I love Kareem Hunt he fits it you know a guy that can catch the ball at the backfield Sean Payton can do a lot with him so yeah I wouldn't be surprised but uh if I had to, if I had to grade it I'll give him um I gave him my initials like a B minus but I'll bump it up yeah, to a too. B yeah, I'll bump it up to a B. Yeah, I'm giving him a B minus. Um, just because another first timer, yeah. um, we don't really know what to see from the NFL, but for, you know, level. But from what I've seen so far, I do, I do like this hire. Um, 
assistant offensive lineman coach Austin King, um, who we hired recently. Um, he actually worked with Lou Ayeni, um, who we just mentioned at Toledo in 2013. So there's a lot of experience here together. I like that Sean Payton's linking guys that work together and reuniting them here at Denver. I like that a lot. The experience chemistry is going to matter in year one for the Broncos. Obviously, it's not easy for players to just hit things off um, year one with a new staff. So I like what they're uh, kind of you know molding here in Denver, working together. Um, he was most recently the Raiders offensive quality control control coach um, in 2020 and their tight ends coach in 2021. So he's going to bring insight on what the Raiders kind of run. But at the same time, they are under, you know, a new system with, um, you know, Josh McDaniel. So that isn't really the most fair assessment, but he has worked with divisional rivals. Um, he was the, um, you know, most recently the Chicago Bears assistant offensive lineman coach in 2022. Bears just multiple entries on offensive line this last year. Um, they didn't really, you know, have the best year. Um, this is actually going to be one of my lower grades, um, you know, on our coaching staff. I'm going to give him a C. Um, he was a center for the Atlanta Falcons um, in, from 2004 to 2026 or 2006 and played 34 yeah. games there. Um, he was actually targeted by the Rams in mid-January this year uh, for a spot on their offensive <clears throat> staff. So clearly Sean McVay and Les Snead saw something in him. But uh, what, what do you think about this hire in Austin King? Um, I like it. You know, former player. Um, I didn't really have too much on it. I mean, I'm looking at his uh, resume right now. I couldn't really remember it. I mean, he has some experience. He said division rivals, the Raiders and everything worked in college, former fourth round pick. Um, I mean, he's going to be an assistant. So I gave it initially, I gave it a C plus. I mean, cause he, I, I don't really know what to expect, but I mean, Sean, Sean McVay yeah. and them, they were interested in him, but I gave it a C plus. I, I don't really know what to expect. Um, we have next, so we're going to kind of go into a little bit of the, uh, the guys are going to be close working closer with Sean Payton. So we have assistant, um, assistant to head coach, Paul Kelly. So there's, there's two different positions. There's assistant to yeah. head coach and there's assistant head coach. So it's a little confusing. I, I assume they're going to kind of be doing the same thing, assisting with Sean Payton and the offense and kind of overseeing all three phases of the ball. Um, I, we're going to talk about, um, you know, assistant head coach, Mike Westhoff in a minute, he's going to be assisting with the special teams. Yes. Um, so I assume he, uh, Paul Kelly's going to be helping a little bit more with the, you know, offense and special teams as well. But mm -hmm. um, Paul Kelly, he has 23 years of NFL <laughs> coaching experience. So definitely on the more, experience side i like that um a guy that's closer to champagne is going to be having this experience um and 11 of those years were actually as the director of football operations for the washington commanders so he's worked in he's worked in the front office which has uh, been interesting um he's going returning to the nfl coaching level um he actually spent time working with uh, mike shanahan there in washington um obviously as many broncos fans know he uh, was the head coach for the denver broncos um he's actually been out of the league though for the last two years after being fired by ron rivera in march of 2021 um we still have we don't really have any reason why he fired him um i've seen articles say that there was no really reason given um you know obviously behind closed doors i know they you know mentioned these things but as from a media standpoint we don't really know um obviously they performed the expectations so that's kind of the excuse and reason we have it as of now but um he worked closely with john gruden i mean really closely they were really close there working there in Tampa Bay. Um they actually strung together some of the most, you know, best statistical seasons um that they we have seen um you know in their franchise's history on the offensive side of the ball. So um 
he's worked together with some of the uh, some of the more notable head coaches in the NFL and Mike Shanahan, John Gruden. Um, so he's working with another uh, former head coach that has been traded for in Sean Payton. Uh, hmm. reun- you know, in, um, you know, working with him here in Denver. I'm actually giving this uh, I'm giving this hire a C plus. Um, just because I didn't really like too much of what I saw from him, you know, uh, in his positions, um, maybe C plus is a little bit too harsh. Maybe a B minus, but I do like the experience that they're bringing to uh, the upper levels of the coaching staff. Yeah, um, I gave it a B. I really like uh, Paul Kelly. I'm not gonna lie. Nice. Um, yeah, his his experience speaks volumes. I mean, talk about a guy who's worked in the front office 11 years, worked with guys like Mike Shanahan, John Gruden. I mean, he has experience working with some of the best football minds we've seen and that's mm-hmm. that speaks a lot so i think him coming over here and plus not only that him working in the front office he knows what you know teams need you know on the offensive side of football yeah. to win um but he hasn't been in the league in a few years but I, I don't think that's gonna you know really matter i'm pretty sure he's been still active around the league and everything like that so i went ahead and gave it a b i think that him and sean payton are gonna just fit right in together i mean especially if he can work with john gruden and mike shanahan he can work with sean payton so definitely yeah i really so, like the guy we're going to talk about next, who I actually I like this hire, um, assistant head coach Mike Westhoff. Um, he has a really, really, really good story. He's uh, 75 years old. Uh, he's actually a cancer survivor. Yeah. Um, he, he suffered from a lot of you know health issues throughout his career. It's very unfortunate. He's just an incredible coach, man. Every team he's coached, he's just found nothing but success. He's actually this is uh, you know you guys can go look it up. He has never been fired in his entire NFL coaching career, and he's been literally coaching since 1986. It, it's, it's quite quite unbelievable he is just he has an incredible track record of success working with special teams um that's just like he is one of the great special team coaches of all time and he's going to be the assistant head coach here um, i think a lot of fans should be excited about this um i'm giving this hire a b plus i i really do like this hire um just the only questions with him is kind of the health um and then obviously being away from the nfl a little bit but i'm going to talk about that in a second i actually don't think that's an issue um but, you know, that's kind of the question a lot of people are giving him um, and then the age, obviously. Um, but he's just always able to find some long term success everywhere he goes. It's just, you know, stability in his coaching destinations. Um, just a little background. He coached with the Dolphins for 15 years from 19. Yeah, I was just gonna, I was, I was like, yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah, 19. Years. Yeah. 1986 all the way to 2000, 15 years in a row with the same team. He coached with. The, and then after that, he coaches with the divisional rival Jets <laughs> for 12 years in a row from 2001 to 2012. And then he was the Saints. He took a little bit of a break because of, you know, issues. Um, I know he had a, a broken bro- bone from a – and there, apparently I was reading a little bit into it. You know, his surgeon actually, like, punctured an artery um, during one of his surgeries. Um, yeah, so it's just really unfortunate. Poor poor guy. Um, he was a Saints special teams coordinator in 2017 and 2018 with uh, Sean Payton. Um, someone who Sean Payton, you know, dear – you know loves dearly um and just worked with super closely i know he's talking a lot about him in his uh, combine press conference a few days ago um but like i said if there's only one question about mike westhoff it's it's the health issues but he's been kind of able to recover that from you know the last few years um he's he just had to step away from his teams uh you know a few times um due to those struggles but yeah i'm, I'm giving this hire a b plus i really do like this hire I think you're tripping. I gave this hire an A. Uh, man, I'm not gonna lie. When 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 they said we were interviewing everything, I'm like, who is this guy? Because first thing in my head, I'm like, man, he looks, you know, he's old. And I looked at his track record. I saw he never got fired. And I'm looking at the years he was coaching. And 
special teams and and he, he's coached offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, like tight ends. I mean, he's coached from almost nearly almost everything on every side of the ball. So, I mean, with him, I love the hire. I'm not going to lie. He's experienced. And you want to talk about a special teams guru. He's the definition of it. We need this. We need consistency. We need better discipline on special teams because Broncos have been ranked last in return yards, punt return yards. The kicking has been mid. uh, The punting has been terrible. So I think Mike Westhoff is going to come in. Fix this unit. I love it. I'm not going to lie. The um, assistant head coach, Sean Payton said, I'm not just going to make a special teams coordinator. He's going to be my assistant head coach because he can. he's worked on all sides of the ball. I love this hire. This is probably my second favorite hire. Like, I'm not going to lie. I really love those bringing him in. So uh, staying on the special teams a little bit, we're going to go ahead and talk about the uh, official special teams coordinator in Ben yeah. Kotwika. Um, he is a longtime special teams coach, 48 years old, most recently with the Vikings um, as their assistant special teams uh, coordinator in 2022 and helped coach a pretty good special teams. Uh, Alec, Lewis, uh, Alec Lewis, who covers the Minnesota Vikings, um, says that the loss of Kawaka was a, another tough loss for the Minnesota Vikings staff, uh, was just viewed as a tough loss by, you know, um, their fans and even, um, you know, the upper upperclassmen of the front office. Um, and he said he was a very integral part of a strong Minnesota special teams that helped them win many games this past season. Um, he's also uh, coached with uh, Greg Minuski, who we're going to talk about in a little bit there in Minnesota. I'm giving this hire a B plus as well. Um, I do like this a lot for the special teams. Um, he obviously he spent a little bit of time with uh, Atlanta, I believe, as well. Um, and he, he's just a really good special teams coach. An- another guy who hasn't really worked with uh, Sean Payton, but he uh, obviously sees something in him. And uh, I assume Mike Westhoff uh, had a voice in this as well. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say I, I, I'm with you. I gave it a B plus. I think him and uh, Mike Westhoff, they're really close. I mean, they worked really close with the Jets. And as soon as uh, Westhoff stepped away from football, he got promoted to special teams coordinator. I mean, I just feel like I'm so glad Broncos actually went out and you know, got in some guys that knows how to run a special teams unit. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Minnesota, Atlanta. He's got experience. The Jets, Washington. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I'm not gonna lie. B plus is what I give it though. Um, but I think him and Westhoff is gonna fix turn around the special teams unit for sure, mm-hmm. for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, and then the last uh, member of the special teams unit, we have assistant special teams coordinator Chris Banjo who is a 10-year NFL vet making immediate tra- another immediate transition to coaching just like Davis Webb. Um, he has just always been a standout special teams player. Player, you know, He's known for leading his teams in special teams tackles. He's known for his coaching abilities on the field during practice, um, you, know, you know, on the practice field and in games as well. Um, he just makes special, special teams better uh, as, you know, for different destinations that he's joined, obviously playing with the Packers, the Saints, and other teams, the Cardinals as well. Um, he's just known for every team that he goes to, the special teams becomes better. And it's be- it's because because of the voice that he has and his his ability to coach these younger players that, you know, lining up, you know, at the line of scrimmage with them on special teams. Um, he played for Sean Payton Saints from 2016 to 2018. Um, but a little interesting tidbit that I found, um, he actually signed a three-year contract extension with the Saints in March of 2019 but was later released in late August ending his tenure with the Saints um I don't really know too much about this um I was trying to find a little bit about it but I'm really interested to, you know why he signed a three-year extension or you know he signed a three-year extension but why was he released you know maybe he had a I don't know if he had a bad you know 
you know, camp or whatever it was, but he ended up getting released in late August and then uh, picked up by the Cardinals in uh, late September, which he obviously eventually finished his career there and then announced his retirement on his birthday the other day um, before eventually, you know, finalizing this hire with the Broncos. But yeah, a um, little interesting tidbit there, but obviously him and Sean Payton are close because uh, we heard Sean Payton talking about the other day um, that Chris Banjo has been very, very eager to get back into coaching uh, for a while now, you know, even when he's been playing in the NFL, he's wanted to be a head coach or excuse me, wanting to be a coach in the NFL. Um, and he called him a few weeks ago to let him know he was thinking about bringing him here to Denver and he was head over heels for the opportunity to reunite with Sean Payton. So um, I'm giving, I'm giving this hire a minus. I do like this hire. Uh, it's going to bring some, you know, that former NFL player experience and, you know, fresh NFL experience uh, right to a special teams that definitely needs this. I'm going to do you one better. I, I gave this an A. Um, I watched a lot of Saints games, like, you know, when they were contending with Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Chris, Chris Banjo always flew off the screen for me. Just a guy that brought intensity, f just flying all over the field, like you said, on special teams and on defense. Um, I remember when he signed that three-year deal, and I remember when he got it, everybody was like, oh, yeah, he deserves it. Like, a whole bunch of Saints fans were happy about it. Then he got cut. Like you said, it was really strange that he got cut, but he went to Arizona, and he still played good. Um mm -hmm. I really like it. I mean, Chris Banjo, like you said, just he's gonna probably be one of the another one of those like up and coming coaches that's probably gonna bounce around for a little bit and may even start getting interviews for you never know DCs and he's gonna be really good. Plus, only that he's mm -hmm. from uh, Houston. He's from Sugarland. That's like 15 minutes away from me. Um, but yeah, I love this. Hire. I'm not gonna lie, players, former player too. I loved it. I really do. I I love this hire. Yeah, this is a really I, I think they absolutely, you know, finessed for these special teams. Yeah. Hires. I think they got yeah. definitely the best guys available. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie, because to get him to retire and then to come, you know, oh, uh, on this yeah. on the, on this coaching staff is it's really crazy. I mean, but he, he's 33. So I guess he was like, yeah, I might as well just let, let me go into a coaching while I'm still, you know, under 35. But. Man, I, I was shocked that, you know, we got him, you know, as a coach. Because when I first saw it, I was like, Chris Banjo, I said, Broncos, I was like, did we sign him or something? Like, I thought we got him, like, a practice <laughs> squad or something like that. And I'm like, a coach? I was like, oh, that's even better. Like, But, yeah, I loved it. I gave yeah. it an A. Only Sean Payton, man. Only Sean Payton. He yeah, just I absolutely. He, yeah. I don't know how he got him. To, it's crazy. Pulling some strings. Yeah. All right, so now let's go ahead and start with the defensive side of the ball with Jordan's favorite person in the world, Vance Joseph. Um, we're going to go and talk about this one. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and give just a, a whole, you know, I did a lot of, a lot of research on him. Th this guy, um, he, oh, I'm just going to go from top to bottom all the way back to when he was in high school. So Lord Vance Joseph mercy. actually started off as an offensive guy, um, uh, was a high school quarterback. Uh, he led his team to a 37 to six record, which led him committing to the Colorado Buffaloes and playing as a quarterback and running back for the team that eventually <laughs> appeared in the 1990 national championship. Um, he obviously didn't get much to, uh, you know, reps, too much reps there at Colorado, but he eventually switched to a DB after being signed by the New York jets as a UDFA in 1995. Also played for the Colts in his NFL career. He got a, a total of two interceptions. Um, you know, just playing in his career wasn't the best, obviously. Um, but then he then eventually started pursuing coaching, um, which, uh, you know, obviously took off for him. And then he started pursuing his coaching career, uh, returning to Colorado um, and spent a season there. Um, and then obviously or eventually spent a season at Wyoming before getting his first NFL coaching opportunity with the 49ers as a secondary assistant in 2005. 
He then joined the Houston Texans in 2011 as the DB's coach under Wade Phillips and Gary Kubiak, who I know a lot of Broncos fans know about. Um, he also he, he spent about three years there. Um, he also became the Bengals DB's uh, coach in 2014, 2015, which is one of the more uh, impressive years I've seen from him um, under Marvin Lewis. He had four his, his defense had 41 interceptions in two years over that span. It's pretty incredible. Um he then became the Dolphins DC in 2016 under Adam Gase, uh, where he excelled and helped them make the playoffs for the first time in eight seasons. So their defense is pretty impressive there. Um, it was enough for Sean Payton to give him the head coach gig here um, for two years, where obviously didn't have the best go aways, didn't live up to expectations after you know the team coming off a Super Bowl win, not what he wanted. Um, but overall, Vance Joseph. Um, Runs a very, very aggressive 3-4 defense. Last season, the Cardinals blitzed on 36.1% of third downs. That is a third most in the NFL. So definitely very aggressive. We're, we went from Vic Fangio to you know Azero Evro, who runs a definitely a more aggressive, you know, blitzing team, and then even more aggressive with Vance Joseph. Um, he loves his blitzes. Um, kind of going over um his uh, team rankings, um, you know, in Arizona. Um, so defense, uh, his first year in Arizona was not good to say the least. Um, I know I hear a lot about, you know, people talking about how he kind of transferred that defense, but it honestly, in terms of yardage, they're the 32nd ranked team. They're the worst defense in the league. <laughs> and then points allowed, they're the 28th worst. Um, 2020, uh, they definitely made a drastic jump, though. I'll give them that. They were the 12th uh, ranked team in terms of points, 13th in terms of yardage. Uh, 2021, they were 11th in both of those categories. But 2022, um, obviously a lot of injuries. Offense was just terrible. Um, they were 21st in yardage and 31st in points. Um, so, yeah, this hire, obviously, like we said, um, not the most inspiring hire. We've talked a little bit about this. Um, I'm giving this hire a, a C minus. But obviously, for those that you know, um, those of you that have watched the podcast, you guys know that from Rex Ryan and Vance Joseph, this was my preferred candidate. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give this hire uh, a C minus. I'm going to be nice. The, and this is me being nice. I gave it a D plus. I, when I got the news we hired Vance Joseph, I didn't even say anything. Nothing changed. I just just hung my head a little bit. This is probably the one of the worst decisions that we could have made. Like, I'm not going to hate on the guy and say that he can't come here and the defense can be, you know, really high. Like, I'm not saying that because we have some really good players on defense. He could really have us in the top 10 ranking. But I'm just going to say any fans expecting our defense to be back to, like, that one, number two, top three defense, arguably top five, it's not going to happen with Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph Man, I, takes. I Vance, really hope. I really. Everybody screen record this right now. I. I am so. I. I really want to see this. Man, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'll be surprised because I'm not. We have. Like I said, we have some really good players, and is it, it? We can, but he. He would have to change a lot of the stuff that he's used to running. No, a lot of those three, four schemes, those linebacker coverages. There's a reason why Arizona defense was wasn't that good. It's because they ran a lot. A lot of linebacker coverages with Zayvon Collins. And if a lot, a lot of Cardinals fans say he's the reason why Isaiah Simmons hasn't took, taken that next step. But I mean, um, you know, Amir went over the numbers. I was going to get to them too. I mean, everybody talks about the the Dolphins. The year before he got the Denver job, he was an amazing DC. They were they were 29th uh, total defense. Went to Denver. Denver was third in defense. I give him that. Um, then then we plummeted to 20 22nd. Then with Arizona, he went to 22nd. Uh, no, he went to 32nd defense. 
13th, 11th, and 21st. Um, a lot of that will have to do, you know, if the offense does play good, the defense will be ranked higher. I do believe that. Um, like I said, it's a chance, but just me, I just like the way Vance Joseph calls the defense. That's it's, it's just my opinion. I don't like it. I don't like all the blitzing. I don't like all the linebacker coverages. Any, I mean, you guys know I hate dropping linebackers in coverage, especially if we're going to be playing the Chiefs and everything like that. I just – I am not on board with that. I would have really loved Rex Ryan. feel like he would have – you know, I feel like that would have been the hire to make. But I guess Vance – I guess Vance Joseph wild him or something. I I don't know, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, I've said multiple times, I keep saying, I think from the candidates that were available, this was the hire to make. And you look at that candidate pool, there was not very many good candidates. And, this, I, you know, this hire itself, that's why I'm giving it a C-minus, just because he's he's not, the, he's not the best DC. Um, but... Yeah, at least at least he's actually been you know coaching the last few years. I will I will get, I will give him that. But yeah, I just overall Vance Vance Joseph. I really I really do think a lot of people are just basing this way too much off of like what he the head coach he was here in Denver, and then um, obviously the, you know statistics didn't you know live up to anything that the you know Arizona Cardinals fans wanted. Um, then obviously you hear a lot about you know the rookies and him refusing to kind of playing defensive rookies. Um, there in Arizona and even a little bit here in Denver. But mm -hmm. yeah, overall, um, this is the hire that I would prefer. Um, I think he I think he's gonna shock some fans a little bit though in 2023. I think the talent's there. Um, I think the scheme's there. Um, I th I think he, he just needs to have a bounce back here <laughs> for sure. And this defense, they need to stay, they need to stay healthy. Yeah, but I, uh, I I agree. I think, but a lot of that's gonna have to do. He's one of those guys. I mean, every defense is like this, though. I mean, if your offense doesn't turn the ball over, your defense is gonna be pretty. It's gonna be above average. And I mean, if our offense can do like they did last year, limit most mostly turnovers, <clears throat> Melvin Gordon, just you know, limit some turnovers here and there. I think that um, I I think Banjos could do somewhat good. You know, I, I probably have us maybe get top ten ish, but um, I just think it, it's gonna. It's, I just I, I'm really hoping Van Joseph just can be can just change up what he's used to running because those linebacker blitzes and those linebacker coverage schemes, it's not it, man. It's not. We're gonna get. It. Oh my god! I, I just really hope that that doesn't the case because you see what KC just did to Philly when they were dropping back T.J. Edwards and Nicobe Dean and Patrick Mahomes was picking them apart. We just I, I just love having all those DBs on the field. I really hope Christian Parker can get in his ear. You know what I'm saying? Like. Kind of tell him. Hey, I was, man, I was right about to say, like this. The reason I don't hate this hire is because of Christian Parker, and Marcus Dixon. I hope, like, I, I don't think it's I just going to be the Vance Joseph show. Yeah, I, I, I hope they can get in his ear and kind of convince him. Like, look, man, last year it worked having more DBs on the field. Get Caden Stearns, PJ Locke, and all these guys. Uh, Damari Mathis. Let's get Darby if he comes back. Kawan Williams. Let's 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 keep these on the field in coverage and not put Alex Singleton and Joseph Jewell having them having to guard these slot guys and these tight ends man because you see what happened to arizona i mean zavin collins got a lot of turnovers but i mean takeaways but oh god no yeah Let's i'm see. with you on that i know we we definitely both prefer more dbs on the field you know covering in the slot especially with those tight ends so yeah well you know back to those days in denver travis kelsey and darren waller were murdering us oh, um man. so yeah not now 
hope hopefully that you know the def- defense is what we kind of ran of what Avera was running last year. I know it kind of stems from what Vic Fangio is running. So I'm um, hoping to see some continuity there. I know Christian Parker and Mark- Marcus Dixon are going to be a voice in that room. Uh, it's going to be a collaborative effort. So I hope Van yeah, Joseph listens. I, I really hope he does because I, I I really hope because if the offense is clicking, like I, I don't want to switch to where our offense is clicking, but our deep like our offense goes up here, but our defense is right here. I want it to be the same. You know what I'm saying? I just hope that doesn't happen this season. I th- I still I still stand by. I think the defense is going to be a lot better than when people are you know picturing it to be. Oh, um, and so. the d- defensive talent is just like fifty times better here in Denver than Arizona. And I mean, if it, it, we obviously we're going to talk about the strength and conditioning coaches that we got, there's some of the better in the league. And I think we're going to be maybe you know fingers crossed stay healthy on that side of the ball. So. Um, I'm interested to see what happens, but just overall, you know, I, I just wish we could have had a better candidate pool to get a better guy for the job. Um, obviously, like I said, I would have, I, you know, in total, I'm not going to lie, I would have preferred Mike Zimmer or Sean Desai, but obviously once the news came out that it was limited to Rex Ryan and Vance Joseph, I was definitely on board for Vance Joseph. So, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see where that well, goes. Well, I will say, Bronco, another plus is that we could get some Arizona guys. I don't know who's all the free agent, but we could get some Arizona guys probably to come over to Denver, too, from the Vance Joseph yeah. connection. Yeah. I, I see people talking a little about Byron Murphy. I haven't looked at what his contract no, is like. No, but no, no. We'll, we'll see what kind of goes on there. Um, uh, stay on the defensive side of the ball. We have outside linebackers coach Michael Wilhoyt, um, who last played in the NFL 2017 for the Niners in 2011-2016, yeah. um, and the Seahawks in 2017. He had four career interceptions, <coughs> uh, served as a special teams assistant, defensive assistant in 2019 and 2020, and outside linebackers coach for the Charters in the last one, uh, two years there. Um, he actually worked with uh, Joe Lombardi there, um, <coughs> obviously um, a connection there that kind of maybe mm-hmm. I assume Joe Lombardi maybe recommend him to Sean Payton. Um he uh he actually I did a little bit of a background, but he actually never thought about pursuing a coaching career um until multiple coaches reach out to him and try to you know convince him to you know become a coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, he made that just like Davis uh, Webb and um you know Chris Banjo, he made that immediate transition or not immediate. He took a I think it was a year off to go, you know, spend time with his family and his kids. Um, but he actually, you know, went straight from coaching or playing in the NFL to coaching in the NFL. So he didn't really um coach in college um he at well one interesting thing that i this kind of dropped my grade on him a little bit he actually he played inside linebacker for the majority of his nfl career correct me if i'm wrong but and he's going to be the outside linebackers coach here there's not you know there's a difference between outside linebackers and inside, <coughs> inside linebackers of course but um he played inside linebacker over his nfl career so a little bit interesting that he uh, is an outside linebackers coach in the NFL, but it seems like he was uh, pretty decent there in Chargers for them to keep him, uh, you know, over the last two seasons there. But uh, Brandon Staley, um, you know, obviously loses him here to Denver uh, to reunite with Joe Lombardi. Yeah, um, I think what you said about him being an outside linebackers coach, I did see that he played a lot of different positions. Like coaches, a lot of his coaches put him okay. in a lot of different positions around the defensive side. So I'm pretty sure he has some experience. Um, but in NFL, yeah, he was an inside linebacker. I mean, I, I liked it. I gave it a B plus. Another player's coach, you know, you know f- another former player coming to be a coach. Um, I loved it. You know, 49ers. I think he played under Harbaugh, if I'm correct. Played under Harbaugh. And um, I did he work with Sean Payton one year? No. Oh, he didn't. Oh, he must have went there. But you know, after he left. Um, but 
I mean, I liked it. I mean, he's a former player. We're going to see how he, you know, brings. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a connection with some of the guys in the linebacker unit. So, I mean, I liked it, but it's not really much to go on that much. You know, it's an outside linebackers coach. But um, I'm just liking all the, you know, I'm just liking all of the former players you're bringing on. Different culture. Mm -hmm. Different culture, bringing in guys who know football and have played in the league—that's gonna do so. That's gonna do so much wonders, man. Yeah, yeah. Will Hoyt—he's got—he's got some, uh, you know, good, you know, good ratings from coaches that he's worked with. Uh, I'm gonna give this one a B minus. Um, you know, staying on top of, you know, on the topic of linebackers, we have inside linebackers coach Greg Minuski, who was hired by Sean Payton. Um, this mm -hmm. is another guy who's gonna bring a lot more experience. Um, like those guys, like Mike Westhoff. Um, and uh, all those other <laughs> coaches. Um, inside Labyrinth coach Greg Minuski, he's 56 years old, brings a ton of experience. And most recently, the inside linebackers coach for the Minnesota Vikings. He worked with Ben Kawaka there last yeah. year. Um, he's been a DC multiple times, calling plays for teams. In fact, four times in the NFL. Um, he's a DC for the Niners, Chargers, Colts, and Commanders. Um, he has a great track record with working with uh, both outside linebackers and inside linebackers, and uh, he even played in the NFL for 12 years, um, and he had a pretty a pretty damn good career. So, um, this is another guy who brings you know a lot of experience from that angle. Um, he's a high energy coach. You know, every every player coach talks about how he lights up every room that he's in. Um, but one thing you know that kind of makes me grade him a little bit low um, is the season that the linebackers had last year in uh, Minnesota. Eric, Eric Hendricks had a 45 PFF grade. Um, he had a 107 QB rating when he was thrown at. He has 16 missed tackles, um, and these are their starting linebackers. Jordan Hicks had a 52.5 PFF grade, the worst of his career. Um, he had 119.1 QB rate when he was thrown at. He had he allowed four touchdowns in coverage. He had nine missed tackles, so 25 missed tackles between the both of them. They're starting linebackers. Um, something just went wrong there last year because he did not yeah. have a good year coaching. If we're being honest, um, overall, I, I'm, I'm I'm giving this higher um, a C plus. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I gave it a little higher. I gave it a B minus. Um, I think that. I'm not going to put all that on him. I think a lot of that mm -hmm. was just – they caught a lot. It was a bad defensive scheme in Minnesota. I mean, if you watch the game, there was just a lot of – it wasn't Ed a good Donatello, defense being called. Right. Yeah, yeah, we have experience with it. He, it's not a yeah. – yeah, it's not – it wasn't really a good scheme. I'm not going to put that all on him. I mean, his job is to get them ready, you know, and progress their development mainly. I think – but I, I think it will be good, especially for guys like Jonas Griffith, man. I think a guy that's coming off, you know, doing a lot of rehab. I think Greg Minuski and him, you know, I feel like he could bring out the best in Jonas Griffith, you know, Re, you know, getting them back healthy and everything like that, developing them. I, I really like the hire. I mean, former player, played 11 years, and he's been in a lot of years coaching. But last year, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, he just – I don't know what happened, and it was a bad coaching year from him. I think it had a lot to do with the schemes because anytime you got Jordan Hicks in coverage a lot, you know what I'm saying, a lot of those things they were doing over there. I mean, Eric Kendricks had a down year. I think a lot of that was just on him having a down year than uh, Greg Minuski, but, yeah. Interesting. Um, so I believe that wraps up everything from the coaching staff. Um, and we can quickly talk about the final two hires, um, not on the, you know, offense, defense, special teams, but in the strength and conditioning and, you know, athletics, yeah. um, we have Bo Lowry who drew Brees and Sean Payton have just raved about constantly. Um, he is officially the head athletic trainer and vice president of health and performance. I'm giving this higher a plus. He just has an incredible track record record dating back to, you know, LSU and just overall in new Orleans, you know, he has just done an incredible job for that city sports, uh, you know, in the football programs. Um, he is just known for, you know, 
making it you know, a lot more easier and decreasing the amount of injuries um, in his time with, uh, you know, LSU Tigers and New Orleans Saints. Yeah, Sean Payton said in a statement that Bo Lowry is the best I've ever been around. And uh, he said That's a lot insane, of more. Yeah. yeah, he said a lot of more good stuff that he was a complete game changer for us in New Orleans and who we shaped how we operated in our training room. I mean, it's a W. That's all I got to say. I think it's going to be better than what we had. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a guy. I mean, he's worked with more players in college. So, you know, coming to the pros, you know, just working with the unit, getting everybody ready. I think, honestly, it's going to do very well. I think, you know, guy worked, you know, he's close with Sean Payton and everything like that. Looks like he's going to know what he's doing. And I think he's going to go in there, you know, with a whole different approach than, you know, the guys that was here before. So I gave it an A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Um. So next, our final hire of the day that we're talking about is uh, head of strength and conditioning, Dan Dalrymple. Um, yes. I'm giving this hire an A. Um, really, really good hire for the Broncos. Um, I mean, his track record speaks for itself. He He's just another guy like Bo Lowry. He's known for um, decreasing the amount of injuries uh, for the Saints. Um, I believe he um, – I could be wrong. I believe he worked there like every year with uh, – um, Sean Payton, I, I could be wrong about that, but I know he did work a lot, a lot of time with uh, Sean Payton in New Orleans. Um, they just have a lot of experience together. Um, he's just done a great job overall with uh, the strength conditioning uh, for the Saints. I gave this. This is the. I will say that this is. I love this. He was a. I gave him an A. Um, I gave him an A. I mean, thirty-five years of experience as a certified strength and conditioning coach. I mean, you talk about. I mean, he's won awards in the NFL yeah. for. You know, he won. Yeah, he won one NFL strength and conditioning coach of the year award. And I mean, yeah, he's a member of the Miami Athletics Hall of Fame. Like, you want to talk about a guy who's just all about strength and conditioning? Is this guy right here? Won awards, experience, worked sixteen years with Sean Payton. I loved it, man. I'm not going to – we hired him, and then people was posting all of those, you know, graphics of the awards he was winning and stuff like that. I loved it. So I gave it an yeah. A. These are definitely uh, big upgrades from uh, Vince Garcia and uh, Lauren Landau that we've had to, you know, kind of deal with over the last few years. Injuries has been the biggest problem, I would say, for the Broncos, you know, with offense in the last, you know, since the Broncos won the Super Bowl, basically. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap up today's episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys gained some, uh, you know, valuable knowledge for the Broncos coaching staff and what we're going to see for the Broncos uh, here next year and hopefully over the next few years. I mean, this is a coaching staff that you want to have set in place, that you yeah. want to make these uh, upgrades or, um, promotions you don't always want to pull guys from different teams and i there's nothing wrong with that but i think it's really good to get that continuity in-house and promote these guys when they do good one year promote them you know up you know to you know like for for example maybe um you know oc joe lombardi gets a spot somewhere else and declan doyle um ends up getting the promotion to oc like we want to see that kind of stuff you want to see your own coaching staff progressing um, you know, showing improvement, showing overall great teamwork, and hopefully we can win some uh, championships here with this uh, coaching staff. But really excited uh, what Sean Payton assembled yeah. here in Denver. I talked about it earlier in the episode. I love the balance between not only age but experience in this Broncos coaching staff. Um, and then obviously the former player, the you know former NFL player experience is you know a big emphasis in the staff for the Broncos. I know Sean Payton talked about how he loves you know he's 59 years old himself, so he loves having these younger guys to <laughs> kind of energize himself in these uh in these team meetings and kind of you know hear what you know all these other guys have to say 
um, and, you know, mesh that into their own game plans because you don't want it to just be a one man show. You want it to be a whole collaborative effort and, you know, in developing your game plan for um, these, you know, divisional opponents. I know we got some really good, uh, good hires for that this year. Um, I know, you know, divisional games have been a big issue for the Broncos. So hiring these guys that can give you intel from the Raiders, Chargers. Um, we didn't really hire anybody that worked with the Chiefs, but that would have been definitely valuable. But obviously they're not really um, going to give m- many of those guys here to uh, Denver. But mm-hmm. Really uh, excited to see, you know, obviously unbelievable that we've been swept by the Raiders two years in a row now. So to get these guys, uh, we need to we need to develop a good game plan for this year. And I'm confident that um, the Broncos are going to do that with this coaching staff. Overall, if you had to give a grade on this entire coaching staff, uh, what, what are you giving it? I'm going to go ahead and give it a, a like an A minus. I gave it an A. I mean, it's the same thing we talked about. You know, got to establish a new culture and everything like that. And that's what Sean Payton did. He went out and got a great coaching staff, a mixture of experienced guys, former players, and younger guys. And, I mean, that's what you want. And he really attacked the areas of need for Denver. I mean, he really did. I think the only, you know, spot we took a step back was was the D.C. But, I mean, it, it wasn't that yeah. much to go with. You know what I'm saying? At, at this point in the hiring cycles and everything like that. And it's not like he tried to – he tried to bring in a whole bunch of guys for interviews, and it just didn't work out. But, uh, yeah, I gave it an A. I mean, all of the former players, man, the experienced guys, like I said, attacking the areas that we need. He went after it on special teams. He got some great guys to come and coach the special teams unit. The um, I'm sorry, the, what's it, the training staff, personnel staff, all of those guys. He went out and attacked, got some of the best of the best guys he knew you know, in his business to come there, to come to come to Denver and fix the issues because, you know, we just been injured, one of the most injured teams the last few years. So I'm just glad. I'm just glad Sean Payton is our coach, man. And he got yeah. all these guys to come over here. I don't, I don't think I've ever been this excited for a coaching staff in a minute. And I'm not gonna lie for yeah. us because I, I was really hyped last year, like a little bit, but this year is is crazy. Like I'm not gonna yeah. lie. All of getting these former sh- players, yeah. getting Sean Payton, all of the because you just it's gonna be a whole different tone, you know what I'm saying? All of these guys gonna want to win. And a, a lot of the former players here, they're you know, they had some success in the league with winning. So it's going to be a lot of that established. Like the linebackers coach, outside linebackers coach, 49ers, been in some Super Bowls. Chris Banjo contended with the Saints. Um, yeah, the the Panthers, who, what's his name? Um, sorry, the wide receivers coach. Uh, Kerry Colbert. Yeah, Kerry Colbert. I mean, was with the Panthers, I think the year they went to the Super Bowl. I could be wrong. I can't remember. But, I mean, just guys, guys, guys used to winning. And got to bring in a locker room, especially with a young team like us. We need guys that won before and can bring that mentality to the locker room. Yeah, and then you know, obviously Davis Webb ha- helping the Giants make the playoffs for the first time in a while. Um, it's just uh, lots of guys that are just helping. Des- every everywhere they go, you see improvement, and that's exactly what you want to you want to gather this kind of like super team here in Denver. Um, yeah. There's just so much like molding experience. It, it's just I can say it over and over again. I think John Pay- Sean Payne definitely did what was best for this this organization. He addressed the areas where there needs to be improvement, like offense and special teams. Definitely needs to be the biggest you know hires on those sides of the ball, phases of the ball. So um, I think that's a great way to cap off today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you're listening on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe. That helps us out you know, greatly to help continue to produce these episodes for you. Um, we did a lot of work for today's episode, so hope you guys enjoyed. If you're listening over there on Spotify and App Podcast, make sure to leave a five-star rating and have notifications on wherever you guys get this podcast so you never miss any of these uh, you know, great in-depth episodes. As well, as, uh, you know, we still have a few more players that are going to join the podcast, so make sure you guys are uh, subscribed followed uh, make sure you have notifications on so you don't miss those episodes uh, and i'm today i'm your uh, host amir uh, with my coach jordan until the next one peace